Blog Talk Radio. Cat Builder Radio Network. Welcome to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, small business expert, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Join us every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Good evening, this is Mark Parham. Welcome to another episode of Cap Builder Talk. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Helping you build the capacity to change your life. Helping you here to help you walk in your purpose. The Cap Builder Talk Show is focused on giving you the information you need to make changes in your life. Information is key. With the right information, you can make educated decisions. And that's what we're going to deliver to you this evening on this show. We're going to have a great show lined up for you tonight. We're going to be doing the business of the week. I got past and upcoming events. You know, I got an event update this evening with Lyle Harris bringing Atlanta ping pong party. Ping pong, y'all. Taking it way back. Then I have Otis. He's going to be coming there talking about a political discussion that's going on tomorrow evening. Then, as usual, I got credit talk with your credit confidence coach, Ira Royal. He's going to be coming in talking about understanding trending and analytics. Then, of course, every week I bring in small business news with Martin Pratt and, of course, myself, personal development. But my guest interview this evening is with Isha Edwards of Epic Measures. She's going to be talking about marketing tools and tactics for business. She actually did a workshop for me last week at the Urban League, and I had to actually start flicking the lights to get people out of there. She did such a great job. So I'm, I'm very excited to have her on the show tonight because it's all about information. And that's what she bought. And she bought it in a way that just broke it down, just made it easy to listen to. So I want you guys to get your pencil and papers out tonight because you are going to want to take notes on this interview. Now, if you didn't see last week's show or listen to last week's show, you need to go check it out. It was uh, another great show. We talked about with Miss Africa Robinson finding employment in today's market. She gave some stats that were just outstanding and unheard of about how to find jobs. You know, she's getting people work, but she also talked about the problems that people are having finding work. And then I had Dr. Diane Sherman came in after that and talked about the business of dealing with substance abuse and what she does to train substance abuse counselors. Substance abuse is a big issue in our community right now. So if you haven't listened to that show, I want you to go to Cat Builder Talk. Go check it out. That and many other shows, you can go there and you can put a search in the search field. You can put in funding. You can put in writing your business plan. And every show that I have will come up on that. I'm going to start out this evening talking about the business of the week. And the business of this week is actually Cat Builder Coaching. Are you looking for funding to grow your business? The real question is, are you ready to receive the funding to grow your business? Well, I'm going to be doing a workshop. A lot of people are trying to get funded, trying to get ready for the new year. I'm going to do an online series of workshops, four, four workshops. I'm going to be sending out a message next week. I'm going to make it real affordable for you. But I'm going to give you the work and give you the tool that you need to get ready for funding. 
All right, because a lot of people come to me, they want the money, but they're not ready for it. So I'm going to bring on some tax experts and some other people that you'll be able to talk to about getting ready. All right. Past events. Last week, this past Saturday, I got an opportunity. Brother Lonnie Sabor of Invest Atlanta invited me to speak at a business in our community with the New Africa Business Association of Atlanta. And I tell you what, it was a great, great experience. I'm going to post some pictures of it later on this evening. But I got a chance to really talk to people about doing business in our community, doing business with each other. And it's something we really need to get back to. Um, It's just so, so important. So I want you to check out this. I want you to go to, you know, look at the New Africa Business Association of Atlanta. Check it out. They're really trying I've been speaking to a lot of community events lately. If you want me to come out and talk about doing business in the community, just give me a call. I'll talk about a couple upcoming events. Tomorrow night at the Urban League, we're starting a 12-week business plan development series. You can go to www.ulgatl.org and sign up for it. I got a couple other events. I'm going to let Lyle talk about his event. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about that event right now. I'm going to bring Brother Lyle in and let him have the let him have the floor to talk about the event. Lyle, how you doing this evening, man? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show to talk about one All of right. my favorite topics. Well, first introduce yourself, tell everybody who you is, and then we can get to your Atlanta ping pong party. <laughs> um, hello everybody. My name is Lyle Harris. I am a good, good friend of Mark Parham, who I hadn't seen in a very long time. <laughs> and I'm also the founder of a new entertainment concept called Bounce Atlanta which is a uh, what we're calling a ping-pong social club. Uh, and these uh, ping-pong social clubs are an opportunity to mix uh, music and dancing and food and, uh, co- and great cocktails and great people and, of course, the greatest game on the planet, table tennis or ping-pong, as some people call it. That's going to be happening Saturday, October 8th at the Gathering Spot, a wonderful, uh, sleek, hip, hot new venue that's over on the, uh, in Midtown Atlanta. Uh, and we're hoping that a bunch of people come out, play some ping pong, come check out uh, what we have to offer, and become fans of Bounce Atlanta. Man, how do you even get back into ping pong? You know, we all used to play it when we were younger, but how did how did that even happen? Well, I've been pay, playing ping pong since I was about 15 years old. Uh, played it with on a little piece of board uh, in my neighbor's backyard with uh, paddles that were salvaged from, from some YMCA or gymnasium. And I've been playing, and I'm not going to tell you how old I am now, but I've been playing <laughs> for a very long time. And I have to admit, I'm going to tell and confess people to people right now, I'm a horrible table tennis player, but I've always loved the game. And I've been playing, like I said, for the last 30 or 40 years. Um, and just understood that this is a game that is very fast-paced. It's great for your body. It's great for your mind. It's great for your spirit. I play it. I listen to music and just have a good time with my friends. And I just wanted to give everybody, so many people have table tennis, ping-pong stories from when they were little kids. Right, right, uh, it's right. one of those games that you played in the rec room. You played in, in, you know, in your parents' basement or at the YMCA. And I wanted to give uh, everyone an opportunity who loves the game like I do or people who've never played before to introduce them to this wonderful sport game uh, activity and just have a good time doing it. So really no pressure. This is not a ping pong. Have a great time. Enjoy the sport. Meet some new people and, uh, and make some friends listen to some great music. All right. So how do we find out about it again? Where is it? When is it? And how do we register for it? It's Saturday, October 8th at the Gathering Spot, which is located at 384 North Yard Boulevard, right at Northside Drive and North Avenue, uh, sort of right in the shadow of the Coca-Cola headquarters. 
Uh, we're asking people to go to Eventbrite and register uh, under Bounce Atlanta so that we can get a great headcount. We're going to have a specialty Bounce cocktail that's going to be available for right. the first what, 100 guests. So you want to come, come and show and come early. Uh, we're going to have great music by DJ Ty, who is a great underground uh, DJ that some people have never heard of, but I'm sure he's going to become a favorite. And also we're going to have a very, very special appearance by a member of the U.S. table tennis Olympic team, okay. a young man named Yijun Tom Feng, who is going to be joining us as well and showing off some of his uh, table tennis skills. Outstanding, man. Well, you know what? I'm going to be there uh you know, it's so great to be able to do something different. That's why I'm looking forward to it, man. So thanks for putting it together. Thanks for coming out. I'm going to send it out in my email blast so everybody can get to it, man. So I look forward to seeing you on Saturday, my brother. Bounce Atlanta. Thanks a lot, Mark. I appreciate you all better right. come. I'm, I know where you live now. Yeah, all right. I'll be there, man. Take it easy. All right. Take care, Mark. All right. The next event I want to talk about, so much is going on on the news and politics and things like that. But in order to really understand what's going on, you can't listen to the news. You got to put yourself there. I'm going to bring in Brother Otis there. And uh, Otis, how you doing this evening, man? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having us on. All right, man. So introduce yourself and let's talk about this political discussion that's going on tomorrow. Yeah, Otis uh, 3 uh, with an organization called Lanier. Uh, we're a business development community engagement firm that specializes in event management and fundraising. Uh, we have an oh. event tomorrow uh, discussing politics. Um, doors open at 6 p.m. Program starts at 7 p.m. Uh, featuring uh, Brian Robinson as well as Theron Johnson um, and moderated by Laura Geary of WSC-TV. Um, Brian, uh, you know, with everything that's going on in the um, presidential election, so we're going to be talking about uh, the presidential election. We're also going to be talking about the items that the two candidates are discussing and how they uh, affect uh, Georgia. So Brian uh, is going to be the, with the, from the Republican side. He's a Republican strategist, uh, was formerly the deputy chief of staff for of communications for Governor Nathan Deal. Um, prior to that, he worked on Governor Deal's campaign in 2010 and 2014. Um, he served seven years at Capitol Hill with uh, Representative Bill Gingrey as well as Lynn Westmoreland. So he has a lot of great experience uh, working with politics from the national level, but also been engaged from the state level. So he's going to uh, come tomorrow and give the Republican perspective of what's going on in the presidential election, as well mm-hmm. as how that affects um, state of Georgia. Uh, from the Democratic side, uh, we have a great guy, uh, Aaron Johnson, um, who uh, went to Clark Atlanta University and in 2012. He was, uh, for Obama's uh, campaign, he uh, led the re-election effort for 11 southern states, and two of those states were uh, Florida and North Carolina. Um, prior to doing that, he worked with uh, Mayor Kasim Reed and worked on his bid for uh, Mayor of Atlanta in 2009. So. And then also prior to that, he was in D.C. He worked with uh, Congressman John Lewis uh, and Congressman John Barrow, as well as he worked with uh, Michael Thurman. So again, we have two great gentlemen that have a perspective from a national uh, level as well as uh, uh, the state level. And we have, again, WSPTV's Lord Geary uh, that'll be moderating that event tomorrow uh, called the Lanier Leadership Series, uh, a political discussion on uh, tomorrow. Again, doors open at 6 p.m. at the Commerce Club. Um, And if you want more information to register, 
go to GA Peach State Powerhouse. That's GA Peach State Powerhouse dot eventbrite dot com. Um, so we look forward to seeing people tomorrow. Hopefully, you can make it out as well, Mark. All right, I'll try to get out there, man, but I got to get you back on the show so we can talk about what you do to make events like this happen, my brother. Okay, so you Thank and your you, partner, ran into him uh, at something, a uh, McDonald's event last week. So you guys are everywhere. But we need to get you <laughs> on here so we can get people knowing what you do. Because if you want to get your event out there, you want to get the right crowd, you need to talk to Brother Otis here. So, all right, yeah, man, thanks for coming up. out. Go ahead. And I just want to give another email. I just want to give another website. That one was a little too okay. long. It's, uh, right. We have another one, Lanier.com backslash events. That's L-I-E-N-E-U-R.com backslash events. Again, that's L-I-E-N-E-U-R.com backslash events. All right, man. Uh, thanks for coming out. And uh, we'll catch up with you. Hopefully I can see you tomorrow night. Yeah, hey, Mark, another key thing, just want to let people know that parking will be validated as well as uh, food will be provided, you know, light or dirt will be provided. So hopefully they get people to come out as well. Now, you should have led with that. (laughs) 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 You should have led with that. All right, man. Thanks for coming out. All right, talk to you later. So if you want to know, you got to go. You know, a lot of times we're out here, we're not understanding what's going on in the news. These events can help you. Political discussion. You want something to do a little something different? Try a little ping pong Saturday, October 8th. And one more thing I want to talk about, Push Tech Business Pitch Competition. It's going on. They've extended the registration to October 7th. Go to any of my sites, capbuilderevents.com. You can sign up for it. Or you can go to Rainbow Push Peachtree Street Project on Eventbrite. Check it out. You went up to $5,000 for your business. So check this out. It's going to be great. We got a great show lined up for you tonight. A little marketing, a little credit, a little news. I'm going to take a little break. When I come back, you'll listen to more Cat Builder Talk. how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. As always, I come back with James Brown, Mind Power, because that's what we're going to do tonight, try to expand your mind in this next segment. I'm going to start this segment out with the credit confidence coach himself, Mr. Ira Royale. He's going to be talking about trending and analytics on your credit report. Ira, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. So your topic is... You allow me to be here. Yeah, yeah, man. So the topic is 
I was going to say, I appreciate the information you keep bringing every week. So you go oh, ahead and bring it on. Bring it on. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. You know, I feel like as much information as we can be proactive and sharing, um, the better off we'll be in decision-making. So what I'm sharing today is um, it's about this new thing called trending data. Um, and if we have any, like, real estate agents or brokers or any lenders on the line, um, it, it won't be new news for them because they've probably seen this um, show up on the credit reports about two or three years ago by some of the three major bureaus. But um, a lot of consumers or individuals don't know about this new thing called trended data. And what it actually is is now um, your lenders will be able to see your payment history for the past 36 months, where before most people just relied on the score and they would see, okay, this person wasn't 30 days late or, you know, they paid their bills. But that's pretty much all the insight that they had. They just looked at the score. They just looked at if, you know, this person was derogatory or had a lot of collections. Now people will be able to see, okay, how did they pay their bills? Did they pay their bills by paying off? Like say you had a revolving credit card. Did you pay it off every month or did you carry a balance every month? Uh, Mark, that's huge because that's going to make credit decisioning a lot more, in my opinion, honest and a lot more Mm -hmm. um, thorough. Because if you so before you had two people with a 750, you wouldn't know which one you know had just had a bounce. You might have a five thousand dollar credit card maxed out every month and just paid the minimum payment, or you had one five thousand dollars and paid it off every month. The one that paid it off every month, which was called a um, a transactor, <laughs> um, then that person will be looked at as less riskier than gotcha. a person. Um, I mean, so that person is a revolver, and they, they're the ones that carry the high balances and just pay the minimums every month. Or the transactor, which would, you know, they paid off every month. But before, you're just looking at a 750, you know, or even let's go out a 680 <laughs> credit score. Lenders or, you know, wouldn't really pay attention to exactly how you were paying your bills. They just were looking at scores. Mm-hmm. They knew in their calculations if you had a, you know, a, a score that was above – you know, 650, and you were approved for this type of loan. But now we saw last year, last fall, Freddie and Fannie, they recommended, um, you know, using tr- um, trended analytics for their mortgage loans. That's going to be huge because we all know in 1995 when Fannie Mae and Freddie endorsed FICO, you know, we saw consumer lending go through the hoop. Everybody kind of jumped on the bandwagon and said, okay, everybody has to use FICO now. You know, Freddie and Fannie in 95 endorsed it. I think we're going to see something like that happen again. You know, they're using trending data. I think we're going to see auto industry using trending data. I think we're going to start seeing the bank using trending data. Everybody's going to be looking at people's credit report and trying to understand, okay, why does this person have the score that they have? Not just relying on the three numbers. Just three numbers. Tell me this. Now, is this something that when we go to buy something or we go to look at a bureau, do we need to ask that question? Are you using trending data or um, how, how will we know this is in effect? Because you will um, – so I don't think it's necessarily a question that you would ask a lender, but when you pull your own credit report, which I okay. think people should pull it at minimum two times a year, I think at quarter. But when you look at your credit report, there should be a lot of graphs at the bottom of your credit report now. And – it should show the trends. So it should show you should have bar graphs and line graphs showing how you pay your bills and how it's affecting your credit now. Okay. And again, that kind of and also depends on what risk model the company is using 
um, you know, to give you your credit report or give you your credit score, but that's a whole other topic. We'll, be, we'll, we'll, t- we'll touch on that another day. But I guess, you know, my main, my main point is saying that knowledge is power. And I think, you know, we're seeing Vantage score, which is competing against FICO score now. They have about 66 million users, I believe. Before, we only had FICO. Everybody, FICO, FICO, you know, it was a monopoly. FICO ruled the world. Now we're seeing Vantage score creep up. You know, they're a legitimate company. They're out of their whole litigation mess they were in with the Bureau and, and, and Fair Isaac Corporation. Now they're starting to compete. More people are starting to talk about the cycle, I mean, the Vantage score, and that's always a good thing. Now I think you're going to start seeing lenders have options. You know, they want risk scores for people who might not traditionally just have credit-based accounts. Maybe they want to, you know, add in people who paid an um, apartment bill or a utility bill or um, a cell phone bill, and they want to see what type of positive um, payment history those individuals have. So I think that's a good thing to compete. So if people have questions about this and other things about credit, how do they reach out to you? Um, you can reach out to me. You can go to www.creditconcepts.com. Um, you can email me at ira at creditconcepts. That's with a K, K-R-E-D-I-T, K-O-N-C-E-P-T-S. Dot com. So I write creditconcepts.com. Or you can give me a call. The uh-huh. number is 404-803-2747. All right, man. Thanks for coming out, man. I no appreciate Thanks you. for having me, Mark. All right, man. All right. All right. That was the credit confidence coach himself coming to talk to you about credit. And I tell you what, before I let you go, we go to break. I'm going to bring in somebody else that brings me a lot of confidence and really brings the mind power. I'm going to bring in Brother Martin Pratt so he can give you a little small business news. Martin, how you doing this evening? Martin. Hey, Martin, I have you on mute. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, you can't do that, bro. I was listening to the brother, Freddie Reisner, trying, trying, trying to Google the site. Uh, so, yeah, we got about three or four things to talk about tonight. If you look on our Cat Builder uh, Facebook page, it talks about reinvention. And it's a really interesting story because I think a lot of the small businesses that we have in our community right now are what's called legacy. And so they're not necessarily digital businesses. They might be mom-and-pop shops that have been there for 20-some years, and it's time to pivot. In, in, in startup world and in, in, uh, in, uh, tech, we talk about pivoting, and it's important to pivot. So Deluxe Chat Company – you know, people are not writing checks anymore. Deluxe has a new web series where they're showing how they're pivoting. This 100-year-old company is changing up the game. That's when you go scroll down our cat builder page to the, to the hashtag reinvention. Then MetLife just announced a really interesting program for small business owners called the Small Business Bundles. MetLife has never before offered small business owners small bundles of insurance, and something they call prepaid access to 10,000 lawyers. It's kind of like prepaid legal for small businesses, but this is through MetLife, lawyers, and the lawyer firms that they have on staff. So it's really interesting what's happening as we see the 10 to 99 employee uh, demographic being marketed to and how these large companies are saying, you know what, you're a small business, we're going to go ahead and, and offer you a product or a service that you're usually not offered. 
And to that, Aetna is actually offering small businesses, will start offering small businesses and their uh, employees Apple Watches. And the reason for that, and that's also on our page uh, called, I think it's Adapt or Die, um, that's called the hashtag Adapt or Die. It's uh, really about Aetna being able to help us help them track our health. With an Apple Watch, even with my Apple iPhone, I'm able to track my steps. I'm able to track my heart rate. I'm able to track all these things. But with the watch, you're able to get all that raw data instantaneously. So it makes sense for Aetna to offer it to its customers. But think of this as what you're going to see in the future. You know, there may be garage uh, tablets that control your house that somebody, that Comcast is going to be giving away. Or, you know, there's all these things where this Internet of Things is a product or a service or added value service that a lot of these companies can start offering. But as a small business owner also, we need to start thinking about, hey, we could probably give away one of my students today showed me a two terabit flash drive he bought for nine bucks. So I mean think about that. Two terabit. That's huge. And it can't be a team chain. So if you buy, you know, twenty of those and give it to your top you know, your top customers, they're like, man, thanks a lot. I'm, you know, that's a backup drive. I just got to plug this into my laptop, back my whole laptup, but I love it. So those type of value-added services or gifts to give away is a form of adaption. And uh, there was one more I can't really remember, but I did want to bring out, uh, of course, on Wednesdays we have small business chat, small biz chat, rather, hosted by Melinda uh Emerson, and she's small business lady on Twitter. This is the largest small business chat that happens every Wednesday on Twitter, and it's something that we should definitely be a part of. Uh, but check out the Cat Builder Network Facebook page for everything I referenced. It's all listed, different hashtags, strategy, uh, and reinvention, adapt to die, and must be insured. Because we got to be insured. As small right, business owners, we have to make sure we have insured. Right. So tell me this, the, the small business chat. You got that on the Facebook page. I really want to promote that. So I'll send, put it send there. Me All right. Yes. All right. All right, Martin. Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, thanks a lot, Mr. Parham. Always help out right. black small business. All right. Well, well, you got a lot. You got a lot of information real quick there. I want to give you just a few more things before I break and then come back with this great conversation we're going to have with Ms. Isha Edwards. I want to give you eight signs of successful life that have nothing to do with money or fame. I'm not going to give you eight. I'm just going to give you a few of them this evening. Number one, you quit trying to please. Success happens when you quit living your life to please everyone around you. Success happens when you quit listening to the noise of the world and focus on what's important to you. Success happens when you quit thinking reality is anything but what you want it to be. All right? Number two, you're polite. One of the most successful self-books of all time, How to Win Friends and Influence People, offers simple pieces of advice. Smile, be polite, praise others for their good work, and don't argue with other people. It's astonishing how many people just don't have good manners, but you can Number three, you have many moments when you lose yourself. You get so involved in what you're doing because you're so passionate about it. The hours just go by, okay? That's so, so important. And the last one I'm going to leave you with tonight, if someone has thanked you for something you've done, has anyone ever gone out of their way to thank you for your work? 
that success. No matter how bad you want success for yourself, you'll never get it until you find a way to provide value to other people. So that's my Cat Builder Minute for tonight. You heard a lot of great information. Martin talking about insurance and we had talked about credit. We talked about ping pong. We talked about polit- politics. I'm going to go to break. And we come back, we're going to talk about how to market your business and how to figure out what the real deal is with marketing. So you're listening to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk, real talk with real people, some of our real issues facing small business today. I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, we're going to start this conversation. family they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college so I'm trying to break that barrier my daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school every day after work went straight to school studied hard and and it paid off at age 26 Kareem finished his high school diploma I could not have done it alone I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me I wouldn't gave a bother to do it I got one milestone down the drain and now I got to work on the next I see the future is really bright for me I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm coming back. I'm going to start this conversation off this evening about marketing. But as usual, I want to set the stage. You know, what is a marketing strategy? Consumers do not buy what you sell. They buy what has value to them. So we're exposed to hundreds, if not thousands, of marketing messages every day. Why should we be receptive to all of them? That would be mental chaos. So in response, we tune out all of the most relevant ones. Our brain is actually very good at tuning out stuff that that it does not want or need. We do this automatically. Marketing strategy is sorting out who your audience actually is and then finding out what has meaning for them. The real thing is your strategy allows you to answer the crucial question your offer must address is why should I care? And we're going to discuss that this evening with my guest, Ms. Isha Edwards from Epic Measures. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm excited. All right. Well, you can go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, we'll get our conversation started. Um, address the audience on this evening. I'm coming from a business management background, highlighted by a business education background, and amplified by a marketing communications management experience. So you can talk from all three of those angles and kind of put it all together and see where we go from there. This is Edwards with Epic Measures. Epic Measures. Well, the first question that I have for you is, and you hear this, everybody thinks they know what the answer is, but what is marketing? 
You know, I mean, everybody thinks marketing, sales, branding, all these terms are flying around out there now. So how do you define, you know, when people come to you and they say, I need, I need to sell some stuff. I mean, how do you define marketing? So this is where I pull out my uh, business education hat. <laughs> all right. From my all right. Ac- from an academic standpoint, marketing is a series of activities that are um, implemented to exchange value in the marketplace. So it's not sales, <laughs> it's not uh, inbound marketing or digital marketing. It is a series of activities. Um, those things that I just mentioned are simply promotional tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I tell not only my um uh, instructional audience, but my clients is that you haven't effectively marketed until you've made an exchange. So those of you who small, medium, and large businesses have run out and bought um, business cards, you have your website, you have your um, marketing assets, materials, et cetera, and you're out there trying to um, sell a product and you don't actually make an exchange, you haven't effectively marketed. You haven't officially or effectively marketed your product. So define exchange. Um, So this goes back to back in the day when we had nothing to do with ourselves but go to the marketplace or literally barter in exchange for each other. When when money wasn't the the medium of exchange, we went next door and changed over flour for sugar or meat for potatoes kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. that means that the meat was important to me because I didn't have livestock possibly, but my neighbor had vegetables. I had vegetables to exchange or to give to my neighbor in exchange for livestock or meat for my household. Um, and then fast forward to whenever Congress decided to, Congress and other um, countries decided to create um, money as the value for those things. Um, our system is based on gold being valuable. Um, and so instead of, passing out gold in exchange for meat and potatoes, we now use currency to do that. Um, and so if you have a something or uh, a service to provide and someone wants to give you dollar cents, $50, $100, $1,000 in exchange for that product or service, then you have, a, then and only then in my book, have you officially marketed to someone. Otherwise, okay. you have been promoting to, to your audience. Okay, so it's not just everybody's getting out there passing their business cards out and stuff like that. It's just promoting. The exchange happens yeah. when you provide some whatever your product or service is, and they exchange whatever they value for your product or service, basically. Absolutely, and that's why people don't like they. You give them a price, and they look at you sideways like, I'm not paying for this because <laughs> it's not valuable to them. You okay. Know, they feel like, okay, I don't want to pay that much for it, and so they go to Walmart or – uh, some somewhere else, and to find what they are willing, what they feel is a comfortable value um, proposition for them to give up what they their cash in their pockets for that thing. So it's really our job to really create value with our products. We have to create the value in Pretty their minds. And I heard, yeah, and not just in our mind, but just in the marketplace. You mentioned um, the noise in the marketplace and mm-hmm. the, the clutter as well. There's so much. So many products, and a lot of them are saying they just have they're like what they call derivative works. Same thing is just one or two things that are different, you know. And then it's like, well, I need, <laughs> I can't use both of those products, and I have to go down and put them side by side. Um, a good example of that is some of these email um, tools, these email mm-hmm. marketing tools. 
they all kind of generally do the same thing, but certain ones offer more than the others. And then, so then that backs into, well, who's my audience and how do I reach them and how do I communicate with them? Then you have to determine out of those five or six different email marketing tools, which one are you going to be able to use to better service your customers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been using constant contact for many, many, many years that, I understand mm-hmm. there's a lot of new ones out there, but I've just been there, so, hey, that's where all my data mm-hmm. is. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I tell you, the, the thing is that, so this calls into the, what, your unique selling proposition. Um, so you have right. to really understand your product in order to really mm-hmm. sell somebody on it. You know, Absolutely. So, do you, so is that something you help people do? Do you help them figure out what's unique about themselves, or do they have to come to you with that knowledge? No, that's part of the branding process. So I do brand-driven marketing consulting for that reason, and that's one of the okay. reasons. That's how I'm different, one of the ways I'm different. The other thing I look at is um, narrowing your niche, you know, finding your target for that particular thing. So there's this concept that you'll find somebody to buy anything, which is true. Like, that's why people go to the dollar store. <laughs> right, right. right. Just especially around, you know, the different holidays, it's like, and you have a whole bunch of kids, you just run through there and just snatch up stuff. Um, but then when it comes to actually taking money and what I call investing, whether it's season tickets to a particular sports franchise or, um, you know, uh, an excursion, a trip to either by way of cruise or, or, or flying out somewhere, all-inclusive all type trip, then people are really thinking about, okay, this is my – this is an investment. This is something I really want a great value and experience for. So mm-hmm. I look at a product from beginning to end, you know, from the time the person uh, obtains the product to the, till they use it to the time when they need it again, I want to look at the value of that product and then value of it relative to the marketplace. Who else is doing this and how are you different? And then what type of person will not only want this product, but need this product, but come back and ask for this product repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear so many people feel that they can just sell to everybody, but not everybody wants what they're selling, so they got to figure that it's out. Not, it's not even possible. It's not even what, possible. Seven, not even possible. Too many people on the planet Earth right. <laughs> to, for, so, for you so, to sell to everybody. <laughs> so you said you, you, your uniqueness is you help them develop their brand. So let, let's talk about that for a minute. The whole brand thing. You hear it. Everybody's a brand expert now. So. What do you do when somebody comes to you to help them develop what their brand is? So I build a case. Um, Case is an acronym for credibility, awareness, sales, and engagement. Okay. So two things, part of the reason why I start off the conversation the way I did is because I don't just market. I'm not a traditional marketer. I'm not a PR person. I'm not your content strategist, although I was doing inbound marketing before inbound marketing was called inbound marketing (laughs) back in 2005. Before the book came out, I was, when I do marketing consulting, I hinge on business principles, the seven facets of business. So we're not just out there creating a strategy and yanking down tactics from the sky and trying to implement that, particularly social media strategies and, and all these uh, digital on, online strategies. I'm looking at your business model first um, and making sure that, that your finance, accounting, marketing, management, legal, information system, and the economy oh, matches okay. and aligns with your business first. And then we can build a case 
your, we can build a case first, your credibility, awareness, sales, and engagement before we launch a marketing strategy. And that way you can back your marketing strategy into a business objective and not just, hey, they told me I need business cards. Hey, they told me I need to be hmm. online. Hey, they told me to be on Facebook. And none of your clients are on Facebook. Matter of fact, they're not even on social media. Right. I guess the worst thing that can happen, too, is that you go out and you do this marketing, and then you – I like the fact that you help build a structure first so they can even mm-hmm. handle the returns from the marketing. Because I've seen a lot of companies Absolutely. put a marketing campaign together, and the business comes at them, but they don't have the processes or systems in place to even handle a business. Absolutely. Then they start doing sub-quality work. That gets mm-hmm. out on the Internet, and boom, out, you know. So I never mm-hmm. thought about the fact that – so you go in and do a study of the business – Right. Wow. So they do a, um, they get a online profile that they create, what I call a business profiler, which is sort of like a, a mini business plan. And mm-hmm. then I'm able to tap into every aspect of the business just to at least make sure that those things are in place, those systems are in place, and how effective they are, and rec- make recommendations around that first. Um, and then also it helps me to understand what kind of resources and capacity that they have for mm. the type of marketing plan they want. Because the other part of it is people feel that marketing is expensive and it doesn't have to be. You know, traditionally you do 10 to 20% of your sales budget goes, money goes to, to the marketing department. Um, but in my case, I look at, well, what are you tra- who are you trying to reach? And is there an inexpensive way to reach that target audience um, within the budget that you currently have? You know, and then it helps to know what your business strategy is. And that's why, I mean, I'm not an advocate of writing a 20-page business plan because mm-hmm. that really is for the the bank and investors and such. Mm-hmm. But I am an advocate of writing your vision down and making it plain because then people like professionals like me, a CPA, a lawyer, attorney, et cetera, can come alongside and bring your vision to fruition. So it's mm-hmm. essential for me as a traditional business management person to understand what your business model is first before I skip ahead, and then I will educate in the in the middle. So that's my third um, strength. And then before I um, slot left or right over to marketing communications and actually actively creating a strategy and or implementing parts of your strategy. You know, I, I have to tell you that you know I've talked to a number of PR people, a number of marketing people. Mm-hmm. Everybody says they can blow me up. I can blow you up. But <laughs> you know what? The, the fact is, I'm a business person myself. But they never mm-hmm. ask the question about my business, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it's so important that your unique selling proposition is the fact that you have a great business acumen that you can bring to make sure that the business can support the marketing efforts that you're going to put in place. They can be sustainable. And I, I just think that's, mm-hmm. uh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what this, this, then here's the other thing about blowing people up. Like you can go out there, what it comes down to, and I probably shouldn't be telling PR secret sauce, but <laughs> PR people are, have a database of, of um, uh, potential clients. And so if you go to the right one, yeah, they can blow you up because they say, oh, well, I have a demographic, a database of 5,000 people in this space or 10,000 people in that space, or particularly, and this is, especially popular for film and music. You know, a, a music, uh, a, a film is coming out, they do a screening, they send out an email blast, all these people rush to the, the, the theaters, they show up and then they get them to tweet and, you know, give your feedback and basically create buzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anybody can, well, let me not say anybody can do this, but it's, that's not rocket science. Different from I sell uh, chemical engineering. Uh, one of my clients chemical engineering, the other one is in uh, construction. That's not a PR that's a that's PR is a tactic, by the way, a marketing tactic. 
So those are two communities that do well with PR being blown up. Mm-hmm. Um, understood. They don't need a red carpet experience. So how do you get them to, to increase awareness, sales, and engagement? It's not the same process. Mm-hmm. So you have to be mindful when you reach out to marketers in 2016 that the average marketer is a, is a tactic-oriented individual. They are experts in their, the tactics and the tools that they use, but they're not necessarily strategists. And that back okay. to, okay, do you have a background in business? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and I, it, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I never really heard it like right. that. I mean, it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense, though. Right. Here's a good example. Mm-hmm. I, here recently with this construction um, group, the new clientele that I have, they've invested thousands of dollars getting marketing consulting from SEO people, from Google Analytics people, um, from website people who can say, I can draw traffic to your website. And guess what? They drew traffic to their website, but was it the right traffic to their website? And so mm. that created a rift with, with them and me And that. It's like, it's, I hear what you're saying. It sounds really great. But the problem is we've already spent all this money on all these tactics and they didn't work. And then when I, when I queried about, well, what's your strategy? It's like, well, I don't know. Well, we relied on the SEO person to draw business to us. And then we're listed on this database and we get leads that way. And you're like, but what's your strategy? Mm. So now I'm having to back in and educate them first and then say, okay, let me see your business structure first, and then we can back into a strategy. And I'll work on a strategy for you so you can demonstrate some success with that, and then you can either implement aspects of your strategy internally or um, have me do the parts of the strategy that you want to or retain me to, to do it on, on an ongoing basis. And that's what clients end up doing. Now they get a, okay, I know what my strategy is, and these are the things we want you to do. Or in this case, there might be um, – tactics where we do work with an SEO person, but because they're not um, strategic in their process and I end up overseeing a project management, project managing the, the web people, the PR people, the digital people, et cetera. And so mm-hmm. that's how you can determine or differentiate between a, a marketer quote, in quotes and a, and a, a brand driven marketing strategy. Right. So you use a term in your workshop called marketing economics. What did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, this is my um, honest and accurate opinion, <laughs> that marketers are not just um, like ancillary people. When companies da- downsize, they get rid of the marketing people. When small businesses launch, they don't want a marketing person because they don't think they can afford it and they don't need marketing. Um, but the truth is that marketing is in every business, is that every function of the business from the beginning of the business in the product space, product price, and long before you get to promotion. Um, I believe in marketing so much that I believe that governments should market, not like branding, but as far as, for example, the United States is concerned, I see the United States as a business. Um, And in terms of competing with 196 other countries, um, I I don't know that I understand why we're competing with 196 countries. Like, uh, case in point, you go to the Olympics and you bring like 500 (laughs) athletes to the game. And then one country brings two people, you know, mm-hmm. so, because by region, location, and size alone, we have a distinct, unique selling proposition. We, we are a brand. We are um, a force to be reckoned with, and we don't have to compete head-to-head with, you know, different countries on things that we just do well at. Um, and I think if we got our brand together, our story, our vision through marketing – 
Um, same thing with cities and governments and communities. There are so many um, communities and cities that are blighted around this nation. So mm-hmm. just simple things, just simple things. We've seen it in the news. So much of that is a marketing issue coupled with a leadership issue. The marketing people sit down and talk with the leadership people, and we talk about ethical leadership, integrity. We talk about mission, vision, purpose. We talk about goals. And then we talk about what is the messaging? How do we implement what is, what is it that we're projecting? And so whatever you're projecting out, whether it's to the community, and we're talking about police, for example, should be mm-hmm. in alignment with your vision and mission statement of that department. So there shouldn't be a conflict between what we're seeing in the news and what's going on in terms of everyday practice, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then what happens on the back end, you have a PR crisis, and some PR person comes in and tries to clean up the mess, and that's not the way it's supposed to work. We're supposed to be able to have a definitive story, um, a defined product, uh, uh, even if it's a price. Price could be free. In this case, it's taxpayer dollars. Mm -hmm. It's still money that we have to account for. How do we place these officers and individuals, elected and appointed officials that are supposed to be representing us, even at the senior most level of this country, and right. that story being told and um, defined to the world? You know, I feel that all of that is marketing, and it impacts whether people buy or sell or want to make an exchange in the marketplace for our goods as Americans, or whether they treat us with respect when we go overseas. And it's like, oh, that's just an American. <laughs> Why? Because our brand has been tainted for all the yeah. products and services that we put out there, whether it's entertainment, whether it's right. um, politics, whether it's education, et cetera. So if we pull, reel it in, I feel, reel it in, reel it in. <laughs> We're not, it's seven continents, you know, 196 countries, and probably about 100 of them we don't really need to deal with because they're so small. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Considering the Caribbean, especially, then you look at all the little countries going down South mm-hmm. America and out in the Pacific Ocean, there's a whole bunch of countries that we are not competing head-to-head with, relatively speaking. And so we should pull it back in, um, and that's kind of like the one thing I feel like is right as far as politics is concerned, is for us to focus on America just for a little bit and figure out who we are. We don't even know what we're aligned with. Some people are saluting the flag. Some people are president. Some people don't. All those things are marketing issues. Those are branding issues. And people are not willing to make an exchange for a certain party because of the the story or the the product that's out there that's not quality or questionable or not reliable or lack ethics. So marketing is more than just, It sounds like it is. It sounds like it's a change of value. Yeah. So how does the so you know we're coming down to the end here, but how does the small business, you know, the home based business, cut through all the noise? I guess maybe you can give some tips or some steps to move forward. What can they do to start moving their information forward or start giving themselves a better look? Um, hopefully, some of, some of you all have customers already, in which case you can survey your current customers and find out what they like about your product, service, your delivery, et cetera, and then use some of those terms that they've used um, and incorporate that in your mission, your story, et cetera, and then put that in your marketing material. Okay. One, that will help with SEO. Two, because people call, people call your product what they want to call it, not what you say it is. Um, you also need to simplify your story and make it easy to remember. So getting these fancy names and wanting to name it after stuff that's cool and, you know, uh-huh. you can't even get the the website address for it. I have one client that has their company X LLC, which was like not necessary. 
And it's like, well, who's going to remember to put the LLC in the, the, you know, the search engine for that? So just little things like that. Just make it simple and customer-friendly. Um, put that in your marketing material and make your vision, your brand identity simple and memorable and clean. I would strongly suggest working with a, 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 an attorney, on, a trademark attorney on your brands and getting that solidified, especially if you believe that you're actually really going to stay in business and this is something you're going to use to sustain yourself. And then begin to test your concept. Um, put it out there either by way of social media because the, the price points are very low. You can test marketing campaigns, digital pieces, ads, that kind of thing for low budget. I would even recommend using Google AdWords. Pay, for, pay $100 in ads just to see what people buy on SEO. Yeah, numbers from that. Um, and, but then use that strategically to actively create the real ads that you're going to spend money on to either distribute by mail or email or um, online. Um, So basically testing is very important when it comes to small business, and you can do that inexpensively with a lot of the tools that they have out there, including Constant Contact and and MailChimp, et cetera. So I got all those. So let's tell me now, how can people catch up to you if they want you to help them? You want me to help them. Yeah. (laughs) You want want me to help you save the world. (laughs) Yeah, save the world. How how do they catch up to you? You can email service at epicmeasures.com. That's service at E-P-I-C-M-E-A-S-U-R-E-S.com. Call the office at 404-374-4482. Visit the website to find out more about how we differentiate and make a case for you at epicmeasures.com. All right, Ms. Edwards, I want to thank you for coming out this evening. I need to have you back, man. I need to give you, like, I'm giving uh, the credit counselor his own segment. I might need to give you your own segment. You may be too yeah, busy, right. though. we got to get to you much in advance. But uh, if, lot of that's you catch me, <laughs> you might catch me right after the election, and I'm like, okay, right. y'all can hire me now. We All, right. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I appreciate the opportunity to chat. All right. All right. Thank you. No problem. Talk Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. Boy, you heard it this evening, folks. A little bit of everything. Marketing, credit. I'm trying to bring it all to you. I'm trying to tell you where you need to be, where you need to go, what you need to be doing to change your life. That's my mission. Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. As always, I enjoy having a conversation with you. And I look forward to having longer conversations with you. I'm going to extend the show and start having more segments coming on. But I want you to stay tuned and look out for my email about the webinar I'm going to be doing about getting ready for funding. If a lot of you want to get that money, I'm going to show you how to get it. I'm going to bring in the experts. So once again, you've been listening to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk, real talk with real people talking about real issues facing our community and small business today. I look forward to our next encounter. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Capital Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions, decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. 
We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildertalk. We hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> 